welcome to the space between words. It is a beautiful day here in Greenville, South Carolina. Like, like perfect. It's the best time of year, right? Yes, now. it's gorgeous. Like just a light jacket in the morning, and then it's just beautiful. So the glow in the air, the leaves are yellow and red, and it's just it's just so fun. Yeah. So thanks for listening. Our last podcast was very interesting. We've been getting a lot of responses, so that's been good. <laughs> we, uh, if you didn't listen to it, it's a Taylor Swift conversation, yeah, which is fascinating. People we've never talked to in mm-hmm. our own community are now coming up to us. So we started a conversation. Talking about Taylor Swift. And um, that was fun. I, I, hope was. We, I hope we have another conversation, maybe around Taylor Swift again. I think there's some more there. <laughs> It definitely, no, I don't know if we, I will say that there's a lot of people that have opinions, very, very strong opinions. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think the Michael Jackson, Taylor Swift. That was the button. That definitely was a nerve we yeah. found and yeah. it was fun. Don't touch that yep. one. <laughs> don't yeah. touch We that learned one. that one. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So how are you doing today? I'm good. Yeah? Yeah. It's, it's good. We're starting to, I feel like we're getting into the holidays. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you can feel it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Well, every store has Christmas stuff up, and then oh, yeah. you haven't even had Halloween yet. I know. So, yeah. It's good. So, anyway, but yeah, yeah it is How holiday season. I'm good. Uh, I'm doing real good. Happy to be alive. Yeah. The weather's nice, and some big projects we've been working on are kind of getting to the end. They are. So I'm starting to be able to breathe a little bit, <laughs> and I'm very happy about that. Yeah. Because it's been a crazy, insane, busy fall. Yeah. Um, very productive, but at the same time, very, um, very full. Yeah, you can feel that this is like... The ending of an era, like mm-hmm. it's definitely, and then what's coming next? Like you're starting to see and feel the vision casting. And oh yeah, I, I love it. Yeah, yeah, it's I, my I can favorite. Feel like something emerging, yeah. and it's like, oh, this is fun. This, mm-hmm. It reminds me of a couple of years ago when we started a studio. Yeah. It's like, oh, something's emerging. I feel like we're kind of in a whole, totally different way, in a whole new way. Feels like, oh, something else is emerging. Yeah. And so I'm excited about it. Yeah, it's yeah. the it's the itch. I feel like like I, I talk when I speak to artists, I, I tell them like, hey, artists always have their head to the ground. And you can feel the the shifting and the vibration. And I, I feel like that's happening. Like yeah. you're like, OK, what's happening? You can feel mm-hmm. it in the air. Yep. So it's cool. That's cool. So. Yes. We're going to go. What are we going to talk about today, <laughs> Shana? We Man, don't have a title yet. We don't even have a title yet. This is raw and rough. It's going to be raw and rough, but mm-hmm. I feel like this is a much-needed conversation for mm-hmm. what's happening in the world. Yeah. Um, do you want to talk about the New York Times article that came out? Yeah, there was. Um, uh, I saw a friend post this article, and it was New York Times came out in the last, I think, couple of days, last week at least, and apologized for reporting on the Hamas-Israel situation before they actually checked their facts and sources and all the above. Welcome. And if I remember correctly, the article was written by the editor. So wow. we're talking about the top person apologizing to all of its, you know, readers, listeners about we didn't do due diligence on the process. And I thought, man, what a what a crazy what a crazy thing to, to actually be able to happen of something of this magnitude. Yeah of the, what's going on in the Middle East, which yeah. is super complex. Yeah. It's, uh, it's kind of hard to com- um, comprehend what's taking place over there. And so it brings up so many questions. So like, many questions. Uh, questions relating to media, which is not new for us in the last decade, no. especially. No, When we start talking about media's role in society now and how it's just vastly different. Yeah. 
So yeah, so that that got some thoughts going. Okay. Uh, did you see the article? Yeah, I read the article. Yeah, what, it, it was what? very interesting to me. Uh, more mind blowing, I think, um, because we're talking New York Times, uh, a very trusted. Started off to be a paper. I know that's how old I am, right? And <laughs> that's yeah. all digital. But um, no, I think it's interesting to see that they would maybe have they feel like they had the responsibility to have to give facts before they actually knew them mm-hmm. like there we are in a day mm-hmm. where people require so much um yeah. intake that they just need to be hungry hungry and they need to know more and so we just give it to them without actually knowing what we're actually giving is the truth and mm-hmm. that is yeah so sad <laughs> So. Yeah, it's really interesting when you look at culture and the the amount and the level of visceral reaction happening in culture today is, it's like it's never not visceral anymore. No. It's pure, so much emotion, so much deep, deep things of humans are reacting and responding to, and there's, and we're privy in a way to accessing information, what's happening in a part of the planet that couple hundred years ago you wouldn't hear till weeks or months or maybe even years later that yeah. it went down yeah so just the instant aspect of what we have access to makes it nearly impossible i mean i don't know if humans i'm i'm our capacity to handle that much information has grown mm-hmm. because we're you know we're in it yeah but the ability to the ability to handle what's happening all over the world all at once. I mean, take your Instagram feed, for example. It's schizophrenic it is. in every way. Yeah. It's bipolar. I mean, our feeds are just are replicating the disparity of what's happening in humanity. Dave Matthews has a song, an old song, called Funny the Way It Is. Wow. And the lyrics are, I actually really enjoy the, the lyrical part of it, but he says, you know, in one place a house is burning down, and in another place someone is having lunch at a nice restaurant. Yeah. Like just the disparity of that. And we know that's true about humanity, yeah. but now it's happening. We're exposed to just the the polarizing reality of the world we live in. You know, one picture, the beautiful home that you wish you could live you in. You could live in, yeah. A nice meal, picture of a meal you ate. And then the next one is of people getting killed in the Middle East it, right now. Yeah. It's just polarizing. Yeah. And then you got the next one is a soccer star or NBA star signing a $200 million contract. So it's just so much so much polarization happening and yeah. so it's really hard as a human to comprehend and take all this in yeah and to know what your truth is and not have a visceral reaction yeah no that makes if, sense so i think there has to be some understanding like why are we reacting so hard and heavy and so many things it's like it's so polarizing yeah and so man i just read an article talking about how 50 percent of our time is spent into a virtual reality and mm-hmm. it's actually messing up our brain to know what is actual reality and what is virtual because mm-hmm. we're on it so much and it's being interfaced mm-hmm. in in all of our lives so and and the amount of what we intake into that like whenever we're on social media what sells and what is being always on our feed is the extremes whether we're in that lifestyle not in that lifestyle whatever we're seeing the extremes of Mm -hmm. all of these things and then that is what we're intaking and so we see the extreme bodybuilder and we think oh I I need to look like that Mm -hmm. and so and then you apply it to your life and get sad because you know that's his whole life he gets paid to do it you know Mm -hmm. what I mean and so you're like there's not actual ability to do that or whatever Mm -hmm. in that sense but it's it's interesting because it's it's affecting our truth it's affecting who we are and our identity Um, and so then we just start to intake more so that we can numb the pain yeah 
And I, I think what would be good for us to talk about today is so how do we how do we live in this world? Yeah. That's and so actually good. somewhat sane mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and to feel like, you know, life isn't just doom and gloom and dark and yeah. morbid. It's actually a lot of beauty There's as beauty well. beauty in it. And so I think, um, you know, one option is you just ignore everything, yeah. which, you know, for some that might be a good idea, but I think you almost lose a part of your humanity in that. So I think what would be good for us to talk through today is, is how do we actually live in this time um, I don't know if the title of this is a POV, point of view, like point your own view. perspective. Yeah. And I think the second title would be like, how do we actually think and interact with the day and age that we live in? Yeah. You know, we got the rise of AI, mm-hmm. which is, which is, you know, one of my favorite movies historically on this topic was iRobot with uh-huh. Will Smith. Yeah. Such a great movie, but it's also terrifying. It is like, terrifying. And like, it's, it's, it's right here. It's yeah. like, it's really a real thing right now. Yeah. Then you got the rise of deep fake, mm-hmm. which for those that don't know what deep fake is, it's basically a video of someone talking that can put, they, the, the system is able to put whatever words on their mouth. So you could have someone, a friend of me the other day was saying, this is what could happen. A video, a Zoom call of Joe Biden could be telling his nuclear people, hey, go ahead and push the button. And it's not Joe Biden, but it looked like him. It's his actual face, his voice, everything. Wow. So you start talking about deep fake, and you're like, that's a crazy reality. And so we, we are constantly in a world. I mean, you got the rise of some complex situation with Israel, Hamas, and Palestine right now. We got an election season that we're kind of in the early days of. Yeah. And for those that remember, the last two or three election cycles have just been atrocious. Have been crazy. And really painful yeah. and wildly confusing on every level. Yeah. So we're just like, how do we navigate this? How do we how do we get into this? And I think what might be helpful is to understand some terminologies. That's good. Um, so I'm hoping this talk, let's take a step back. Okay. And maybe let or let's take a step up and try to look at some things from a, an overarching. Yeah, and adding that into the the church dynamics as well, because yes. yeah, I mean, let's talk about you know the polarization of where we stand as a church and as a community as well. That that whole aspect. So on that <laughs> one, yeah, I you know I've been telling us here and our yeah. our people here like politics is the new religion. It is. And then some would say environmentalism is actually actually the religion that's forming. Yes. So you've got so no matter where we stand on the issue today, I don't want to get into the weeds of the issue, but yeah. I want to talk through like politics is the new religion, and we are now defined like someone will define our faith, define our existence, our spirituality, will define who we are as a human being. Uh, will define our values. Will define us entirely by what side of the aisle we stand on now. Yeah. So are you on this side of the aisle, or specifically in an American context, where it's predominantly Republican Democrat? So we, in other countries, it's a different ballgame. But here we have two. We have one aisle typically, and we have two parties. Yeah. And so your faith now, you're you're considered a uh, a Jesus follower or not? Based by, on based on how you vote. How you vote. So re- politics has now superseded our faith in a way, yeah. and culturally, yeah. in a way where that's how you're defined now. Mm-hmm. And, and so, of course, there's a visceral reaction to that. It's like, so now we're, now we're reacting. So we've got all these dynamics and within church, uh, within the, the, the Christian faith and yeah. spirituality. It's incredibly confusing. And you've got people that are hopping on and saying, this is, this is what God said. 
And it's like, so you've got so many layers to this conversation. Yes. So how do we actually approach this? That is I, the question I think everyone is asking. <laughs> yeah. We, so we need, to, we need to take a moment and think deeper. Yeah. And agree. we need to take a moment and actually think for a moment. Yeah. You know, um, what I'm trying to tell people, if you have a deep emotional reaction to whatever you're watching, hearing, or something, then that is your cue to take a step back and actually do your homework. Yeah. The challenge, though, is we live in a day day where whoever gets the news out the fastest, and for humans, whoever has an opinion the The fastest, fastest. wins their argument. Mm Mm-hmm. Or, or at least dictate where the conversation goes. Yeah. And it, it's hard. It's incredibly hard to not fall into that trap of, if I don't have an opinion right now, I am now outside of the conversation. Yeah. And I can get swept up into the direction of a conversation. And I think one of the first things we have to, whenever I, whenever I have a deep emotional reaction to something, and I, a friend of ours, you were in this meeting, told us, whenever we're stressed or whenever we experience anxiety, we go to first tier thinking. Yeah. And that is, it's right or wrong, good and evil. Yeah, pick a side. We take the complexity of every situation, yeah. and we're, when we're dealing with stress and anxiety, we're like, okay, there's a right or wrong, let's just let's boil everything down to two options. Mm-hmm. And the reality is, there is, in most of these scenarios, there isn't just a right or wrong, or even good or evil, it's yeah. just too complex. So I think if we have That's a good. deep, the first thing, we need to actually think and go, okay, am I wanting to make this right or wrong? Yeah. Okay, then I am stressed, I have anxiety, I have fear, I have whatever the, whatever the emotion is, I'm scared. Mm-hmm. And I think we have to go, oh, it's way more complex. Can we engage with the complexities of it? And so I think the first thing is, how, is to actually take a step back and go, I need to think about this deeper. Yeah, and stand still. Like that's, I think it's interesting because because the push is so, hey, are you going to post this on mm-hmm. your social media? Are you going to pick a side? And you don't get even a day. Um, you have to pick a side. Which one are you going to post? Which one are you going to put on your, you know, are you going to, all the things. I won't mm-hmm. go there. I'll, I'll, I'll filter myself here. Anyways, but I, I think what's interesting is that if we pull back, I find that when I'm really stressed and just take a few days to just to stop all the swirl and to sit with myself, even go out for a walk, different things where I find that silence, things start to get a little bit more clear mm-hmm. and then I can make good decisions and I'm not, mm-hmm. um, I'm not swayed on my emotions, which I feel like is happening with this generation a lot. Um, I know you talk about like postmodernism and all of the things mm-hmm. that we can go into that because mm-hmm. I think that's really good. But I, I do feel like we're starting to sway into this is how I feel. So this is truth. Mm-hmm. And that's that I feel like is a scary place to be because my emotions, especially as an artist, could be high one day, low one day. I'm a feeler. So I could be even next to someone and, and say, man, I feel this, but it's not even mine. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we can be compassionate, but I also feel like we need to stop and yeah. to, to get away from the swirl so that we can make clear decisions and find yeah, the truth. Irwin, Irwin told us recently, he said, the highest form of narcissism is when you see everything from your perspective. Ouch. Ouch. I was like, oh, that's, that's, mm. that pretty much sums it up. And so I think one of the things we have to, to wrestle with as humans is, am I only seeing the world from my perspective? That's it. And that, it, to me, it starts there. Yeah. Um, it starts in that space of like, am I willing to loosen my grip on my perspective? Am I willing to, um, another friend of ours, he said, um, humility is a, 
uh, your opinion, you need to have a, a, a right relationship with your own opinion. Yes. And that's humility. <laughs> like, so I have an opinion, yeah. but I hold, it, I hold it somewhat loosely yeah. because there are so many layers and complexities to every situation. And so when uh, the highest form of narcissism is seeing everything from my own perspective. Yeah. So we have to ask. And then the, the double challenge of that is we live in a world where we actually create the universe we live in. Yeah, we, we can. We choose now. who we follow. We, we, I mean, you, talk, you were talking about Meta. It's coming out with glasses. Talk yeah. about that for a second. Yeah, I mean, like Meta is coming out with the, the glasses that we wear that can, if you don't want to see something, it will put an ad in its place so mm -hmm. that you can not even come around it or it can you can make your perfect world mm -hmm. and that to me is is kind of a sad place to be because I find that some of my most beautiful conversations with others have been people that disagree with me and we've had these like cool like tension conversations and and thinking outside of yourself and even the most intellect intelligent humans still are seeing through a lens we are seeing through our upbringing, we're seeing through our education. And so to sit with someone that believes differently, that thinks differently, expands our view mm -hmm. and gives us a better, clear reality, yeah. I think. I think I'm finding when someone loses curiosity in mm, the world we live there in, it is. that's a really scary thing to me. Yeah. Even if Come even on. if it violates every moral thing in you, even yeah. if it like if you stop being curious. To me, that's that's more terrifying than the result. Ouch. And so I think that's the challenge we have in specifically in spiritual communities and Christian communities is um, when I see the curiosity going down, that like we're not willing to actually do the homework and we try to make everything one dimension. Mm -hmm. That terrifies me. I'm like, yeah. oh, my gosh, I want to do everything I can to expand my dimension instead of only having one view. Yeah. And so so we the, the, we have to slow down. We need to learn to think again. Yep. Like we need to actually go, I need to think about this instead of feeling the pressure to have an opinion right now. And we need to, we need to go through a due process of some process and then our understanding that our reality is our perspective, yeah. but it doesn't mean it's actually reality. Man, that's so good because I'm even thinking like when we pull away and we step away and take time, then that actually gives us time for our imagination to be a pioneer and think differently. Mm -hmm. I feel like the society we live in right now is saying A or B, pick it, mm -hmm. and black or white. And I'm like, oh, but I want to live in color. Like, and, and you're not giving me that option. So I think if we could all take a step back and bring back the curiosity, bring back the imagination mm -hmm. and start to give okay, we're going to go with the C option here that you haven't even given me. And I think it's that would help transform what we're seeing in the polarization of that yeah. as well. So like I would say in the last couple of years, when, when I moved from California to <laughs> South Carolina, yes. growing up in California, pretty much my whole life, spent a little bit of time in different countries yeah. and different things of that nature. But in California, and especially being in a state where Hollywood and media and you know just media, period, yeah. The way they portrayed the South, mm -hmm. which is where we live now, is not even remotely accurate yeah. of what I'm experiencing here. Yeah. And so even on hot topics like racism, um, on the slavery, I mean, all those conversations coming from, a, from the west side of the country yeah. and hearing, hearing the perspective and even what someone in the South looks like, sounds like, thinks like, it was so misportrayed. Yes. So now that we're lived here for two or three years, now I feel like I'm a, I want to be a, 
a, voc a verbal vocal. I want to stand on the mountains and say the South is so complex. Yes. It's actually not as simple and shallow as it seems to be portrayed. Yeah. And being a culture guy, I'm loving every second of being <laughs> in a part of the country because it's so complex. I'm yeah. like, these issues I thought were so simple. Mm -hmm. Like we just did X, Y, and Z. It's like, oh no, this no. is this is a calculus equation here. Yeah. This is so complex. It's so deeply, it's so deeply entrenched. It goes back hundreds of years. And so I think gaining perspective of being on the ground, just living here in South Carolina, had yeah. given me a deeper respect for the South. Mm -hmm. I didn't. I don't want to say I didn't have respect. Yeah. I had respect, but now it's like, oh, I feel like I'm gaining so much. I'm it's getting proximity. a love. I'm getting yeah. a love, a respect, a yeah. fascination with Come the part on. of the country that's like, oh, my perspective was so shallow. Yeah. But I actually thought that was an accurate perspective. Well, we joke because my husband actually was born in L.A. So we, we joke about how people from California tend to only think that California exists. And that's a, it's kind of a joke. I mean, but it's, it's real. Mm -hmm. I, I have a lot of friends that live there. Um, but what's also interesting is being on the flip side of coming to the South and their perception of us and what we just see as normal life is actually really stretching as well. And so being able to be like, why, why am I this way or why do I have these beliefs? And being able to just come and explain and be able to teach and meet people and and them give and us give. This is, I mean, that's it. The proximity is to slow down and build relationships. So when we talk about Ooh. culture, yeah, when we talk about culture, anytime we take the human story mm -hmm. out of culture, or we forget there's a human in the story. Yeah, that's it. If we start just using broad phrases like humanity and just people, the keyword. We, we are a couple steps away from demonizing someone that's on the opposite side of an yeah. issue. Yeah, yeah. And so I think one of the things we can do better at is we can actually remember there's a human in this story. Mm -hmm. So even the Hamas-Israel situation going on, that is so complex, and I can't even pretend to know. I mean, I'm doing my best job at homework and reading and listening. I'm trying to understand that. But to, to form an opinion on it, I'm like, I am in no place to form an opinion on something that's really complex. Now, I can have that's an it. opinion. What's that? That's, that's it. Oh, it's just so good. I can have an opinion on, like, listen, I, I, there's so much I don't understand. And so I have to ask bigger questions like, wh who, who am I pulling my information from? Yeah. And so for me, a practice, every day I look at news. I look at Fox News. Mm. I look at CNN. Uh-oh. I look at BBC. And then I look at some more smaller, more social media news yeah. sources. Yeah. Um, Vice News would be another one. What, now, I have a lot more sources I look at. But I don't want to only hear from one perspective. That's it. And it's so fascinating. When I pull these headlines up, it's all talking about the same story completely different completely headlines completely different headlines and the creativity they go to to craft certain phrases and words mm -hmm. it's mind-blowing yeah it's and there's a term called linguistic reality mm -hmm. we talked about this in one of our episodes yeah like certain words create paradigms and create realities yeah i think the other part of this conversation it behind every word and phrase that's used is a view is a an agenda or a perspective a philosophy. Mm -hmm. So we, we need to take a step back and go, okay, why are they using those words? Yeah. So right now we got free Palestine. Mm -hmm. You know, we've got um, occupiers. We've got, I mean, all these, we got all like, okay, those, there's a reason why those words are being used. Yeah. You know, you look at our election cycles. You know, you got Donald Trump who's saying fake news, fake news, fake news. Mm -hmm. So it's like, 
And it was amazing to me how many how many people hopped on that train, but didn't really think about the nuance of that phrase. phrase. There was an ideology behind it. Yeah. There was a, a world behind that. And so we need to slow down our mm-hmm. process to understand the views behind things and understand the different perspectives. I, I do think it's interesting as Christians. I'm going to go here for a second. Is that I hear a lot. You know, you go to church and people are like your power of your words, power of your words, and yet. We as a culture are so quick to jump on the bandwagons and use the whatever camp we're in and use those highlighted words that you're talking about instead of, again, finding a new narrative or a new option and, um, and, and realizing that there are people involved in both, both sides. Mm-hmm. You know, when, Man. this is what happens on social media, too, is someone will use one story to cover the whole issue. Yes. And so the immigration situation. Yeah. So the whole immigration is happening at our southern border right now. Uh, I lived in Mexico for a number for a long time. Uh, I'm sorry. I've been to Mexico many times, and I lived there for a season of time. Yeah. I literally lived where I could look at the the border on the mountain of where I lived. Wow. And over time, they slowly started building this fence, this tall fence. So I would say I wouldn't. I'm not an expert. But I've seen it, and the property that I worked on is where the coyotes would take groups of people through yeah. to get them on the other side into America. Yeah. So living there, and so it was a little bit precarious because in the middle of the night there was a lot of activity going on. So my point in bringing up the immigration issue is what I see happening in America is we use an immigrant that has potentially committed a crime mm-hmm. or robbery or rape somebody. And we and we take that one story, the one story, and we say we need to shut down immigration entirely. That's it. And they all of a sudden, sh- so when someone uses one example, usually a really bad example, mm-hmm. to say this is the story and the entire issue, that's when you got to go. Mm, there, that is one piece of the whole story. And what we're doing is we're saying this is why, and all of a sudden it perpetuates this mob on social media in our opinions. And so I think we have to do a better job of thinking deeper and realizing everyone has an agenda. I have an agenda. You have an agenda. Can we just go, you know what? I am in the middle of a world that has a million agendas right now. I need to be able to sift through and understand the perspectives and understand that this, uh, this agenda is is on full force. Yeah. I forgot the guy's name. Maybe you know who broke the four-minute mile. Um, I forget his name. Yeah, I forgot his name. But what I think is interesting is, is that science magazines were coming out and saying that it was scientifically impossible to break the four-minute mile. Mm-hmm. That there was one article that said that you possibly could die trying to do yep. this. And so that is like, this is what I'm seeing is like, this is it. This is the final truth. And then someone took that and said, no, no, that's not the truth. I'm going to be creative and I'm going to push past it. And now, I mean, there's so many people that run that fast, right? But the two hour mark is the next four minute mile. And it's uh, the guy just broke the record in Chicago Marathon. I think it was two hours and 35 seconds. So they're getting closer. Yeah. The same same convo about four mile was said about the two mile. Like it's not humanly possible. No. And that's what I'm, I I think it's interesting because when we polarize or when we say like, hey, this one instant with immigration. And so we just need to close our borders instead of having creative solutions and saying there's another way, there's another option. Mm -hmm. Um, So I guess that's why I'm like, this is the time 
for creatives. This is a time for entrepreneurs, the people, the scientists to stop, get away from all of the swirl and start bringing the creative solutions into the culture. And so let's, let's talk about, so yeah, good. there's so many directions I I'd know. love to go. <laughs> so when we talk about like creative solutions, mm-hmm. um, we're learning that when we come up against a problem that we don't have a solution for, we have two options. One is we boil everything down to right and wrong, good and evil. Mm-hmm. The other option is we actually need to access a higher level of thinking, wow. creativity. Yeah. We need, to, we need to push for that instead of digressing back to, well, it's a good or evil situation, it's right or wrong, yeah. and boiling everything down to that. So that, this, this, we live in a day and age right now where that, we have that opportunity every day. Like We actually need to find ways to move creative solutions to solve some complex issues. Mm-hmm. But you have to have perspective. The other thing on perspective I want to share, this was a story years ago. Uh, my wife and I went to Switzerland. And we love Switzerland. So if anybody's from Switzerland, we love you. And uh, we love your chocolate. We love your mountains. We love your people. I do love when uh, you bring that back. I'm yes, just saying. Uh, okay. Switzerland, a beautiful place. Love it. And uh, we were having dinner with um, a couple pastors. We were speaking at a conference and we we're having dinner with their, um, uh, different pastor couples uh, at this meet, uh, restaurant. And this was years ago when ISIS at the moment was finding people and beheading women raping the children, and they were, pu- they were putting it all on the news. So yeah. all of that was going down. Yeah. In America, we were, you know, we, were, we were flying over there trying to fight against ISIS and doing all of that. So we're sitting down at this meal, having a wonderful meal, and one of them brings up, like, I don't understand why you guys, it's almost like we personified all of America yeah. in foreign policy, why you guys are involved in these situations in, in the Middle East with ISIS. Mm-hmm. I said, I understand. I said, why are you guys getting involved in a problem that's not yours? I said, it's really, I said, well, in the American psyche, in the American culture, when something is being done wrong to someone, it's almost impossible to not do something about it. Wow. So that's just our culture. We're like, we got to do something about this. And I, and I couldn't even understand why that was even a point of conversation. So the conversation got intense. I'll just say that. Yeah. And I finally <laughs> just said, hey, listen, I need to understand why you see it the way you're, you're trying to communicate to me. Yeah. So she told me this story. And the story was this. I believe it was in the 15th century. And up until that point, Switzerland was known for its armies. So that's where you get, you Swiss know, the Army Swiss knives. defense, Swiss army knot. You get into all the Swiss, and yeah. they were known for their defense. Okay. They were really good armies and soldiers. Wow. And they were so good that other countries would hire them out to fight their battles for them. This one particular battle, this was a story she told me, that one particular battle, two opposing countries hired from Switzerland's armies. So on the day of battle or the war, sons and fathers are looking at each other in this war Ooh, from Switzerland, yuck. from the same country, yeah. looking at each other saying, one of us is gonna die today. Dang. And so the war took place and, it would, it, and she said it broke the spirit, it broke the heart of Switzerland. Yeah. And so apparently there's a, a statue in Zurich, if I remember correctly, it's in a lion with a spear through its heart. And she said that rep, that represents a time that our spirit was broken, our heart was broken, mm-hmm. and we vowed to never get involved in anyone else's problem from that day forward. Wow. And I'm like, okay, doesn't matter if I, but that helped me to go, oh, there's a perspective mm-hmm. that I never knew existed. Wow. So I think part of our journey as humans is like there are other perspectives to the world, and if we lose our curiosity to learn those and engage with them, 
then that, that, that's not a good direction to go. There was a, a neurologist I was listening to the other day, and they were talking, you know, of course, the right brain, left brain has all been misproved, and that it actually takes your whole brain to be creative and vice versa. But they did say, um, they explained it in like a bird's eye view when they studied like the bird's brain, because it has two hemispheres like ours. Um, but the right side of the brain is more of the broad spectrum, like... Um, being able to tell that bird that there is something coming to eat it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and the left side of the brain is like the getting close. Is this a seed or is this a rock? So they can dissect it mm -hmm. and be able to eat. And so both parts of the brain have to be active so that they can pick what, how to eat and then also be aware of predator. And um, what is interesting is they said that we're the very similar, that our left side of the brain is where we start to get our narrow focus. And mm -hmm. it is fed by anything that is not real a.k.a. Uh, all the computers, all of the social media, everything that we're on feeds our left side. Mm -hmm. The right side of our brain is our broader spectrum, which comes with arts and creative thinking. And so the neurologist said, if we keep feeding this left side, then our vision, our perspective keeps getting smaller and smaller and smaller. And so they asked him, they were like, well, how do we get back to humanity? How do we get back to having that broader spectrum? And he said, art creative thinking mm -hmm. and so i think that's it like you know how do we encourage people to go deeper in their creative thinking and mm -hmm. solutions and not get bogged down into this is it this is the small mm -hmm. focus that i get yeah so let's talk a little bit about like how do we access creative thinking how do we move from first tier thinking into second tier thinking yes. like we're actually acknowledging this is complex this is deeply rooted it's got so many layers and dimensions to it so how do we actually move into that space yeah um, I, for me, information is really powerful. Mm -hmm. And I, w for me to find better solutions to things, I want to have access to more information about the situation. Interesting. S different perspectives. Mm -hmm. When we look at our universe, when we, look at, when we look at the creation, we look at the solar system, we understand there's particles mm -hmm. and mass and there's wavelengths. And that, that's the extent of our knowledge right now. We understand that. Yeah. If we only understand particles and mass, mm -hmm. then we our perspective is limited. Our ideas, our solutions, um, things that we could bring to the table are going to only be limited by the constraints of our understanding of particles and mass. Yeah. But now when the advance of, of technology and science, now oh, there's actually things you can't see called wavelengths. Yeah. So the universe is made up of particles and wavelengths. Mm -hmm. So, so let's on. take the same approach. So like, okay, we get into these situations with immigration, elections, yeah. uh, Israel, Hamas. I mean, just pick any cultural issue going on. going on today. It's like what I need to do, am I, only, am I only using information of a perspective that I have or am I actually pulling other people's perspective on the situation? Yeah. So I think that's a very human, natural way yeah. for us to actually access creative thinking mm. because we're actually going, oh, this is way more complex. And when we try to solve a complex issue with a simple answer, it, it's, it's not, not real. Mm -hmm. And we, we think it's simple, but, but that simplicity is actually really complex. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. And then because of our faith, mm -hmm. because we have said yes to Jesus, we also have access That's what to the say. reality That's of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Yeah. We also have this dynamic that I think is an amazing dynamic. And when you study scripture and even in our own experiences, there are moments where that idea did not originate from me. No. Yeah. That idea originated in an entirely different dimension yeah. that was transcendent. 
So our faith teaches us and our life experiences have revealed to us that God is actually really interested in complex issues and that his Holy Spirit he wants the Holy Spirit to bring solutions and ideas that are outside of our abilities, our own human ability to be creative. Like yeah. it's transcendent. It's above that. And those are the things. So I think for that's people good. that are listening that would say, I follow Jesus. Yeah. And this is, this is that, that uh, I'm a part of the Christian faith. Then I would challenge them to open, your, open yourself up to the reality that God is deeply deeply want to be engaged with human problems, wow. not just your own no. life, but world problems. Mm-hmm. And you, you, we look through scripture, there's so many times where God would intervene and bring a solution, an idea that wasn't resident on a human level, but it was transcendent. So those for me are probably a couple things that we could do better at uh, as we move forward. Dang, that's so good. Um, do you have a story of that happening to you? Do you have a story? This is, again, just Richard Gordon talking about, like, how he came up with the solution for all of the creative military stuff that he's done. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yes. And you probably know it better than I do. But The cybersecurity stuff? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and that he was dreaming, and, and God literally downloaded a solution that he was able to sell to the military. Yeah. And, yeah. Then, with the story, if I remember correctly, like, he actually um, got the code. Yeah. Okay, that's what it was. Well, did, I, I think if I remember correctly, I have okay. another friend. Now now you're jogging my memory. Okay. I have another friend that had a POS system for selling products. Yeah. And there were only, uh, there was only a certain number of price points they could put in the system. But they needed a couple more price points. But the system, and this was, this was 30, 40 years ago now, yeah. so technology is way archaic. But he needed to add two more um, price points. And the system wouldn't do it. He called the company. They said, our system doesn't do that. Well, he had a dream at some point in this process. Well, all he woke up and all he saw was code. He didn't know what it was. It was all these funny characters. So he woke his <laughs> wife up and said, um, write this down. So he tried to describe each character, which in the end ended up being computer code. So they went to their business that next day. And she accessed, this was, again, this is when you did more of uh, the, the, coding <laughs> the coding behind it. Yeah, yeah. 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 And she accessed that in. All of a sudden, it added t- uh, two more um, price points in the system. And the company said that's not possible. But so there are moments wow. like that. Um, another moment, another story is really great is some people may not be familiar, but there's a whole world of archery. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and one of, one of the, and I have one, so I can speak. Oh, for, okay. All right. It, there's a company called Matthews Archery. And Matthews Archery is considered by many probably one of the best bows you can buy okay. period they're so advanced they are literally the spearhead in this industry wow. and the owner the founder had multiple stories of designs and ideas of the bows they had that they came in dreams wow. came came from outside of them and so i think so there's a couple examples right there yeah around you can you're actually getting ideas outside yeah and I think, I think we need to pay attention more to that. That's what I was going to say. We need to pay attention more to that. And even if it's like just creating space for that, but we need to pay attention to these ideas that come and like, where's this coming from? Yeah. And I think there's human level ideas and then there's the transcendent level of ideas. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I think that there, I know we kind of joke about being here at studio and where we're headed and different things for 2024, but I think it's, it's, it's actually universal 
that I feel like 2024 is really going to be a pivotal time where creatives can step out mm-hmm. and find creative solutions. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know if you've been to an art exhibit and and there's something that just speaks to your heart or speaks to your soul and it exposes you. So to find creatives, to tell narratives, to to give another option, mm-hmm. man, it's it's important. So, yep. yeah. This well, is, this is a fun chat. This has been good. So there's a lot to, I think, I think there's a lot to chew on. Yeah. And I think to, to kind of sum up this chat, I think the first thing is we need to understand that we need to stop to think a little bit deeper. Yeah, God. And things are not as black and white as we want them to be. Yeah. They actually are really complex. Yeah. So all these human issues. And, and to also understand there are really strong agendas and propaganda that it's, it's feeding the airwaves. Yeah. And we have to at least admit that. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean you shouldn't have an opinion right out the gate, yeah. but you should definitely preface it, hey, this is my opinion. So people ask me, what do you think of the Israel-Hamas situation? I'm like, I'm going to tell you my opinion, but I also want you to know I've not, I'm not done such extensive homework that there's validity to my opinion. Mm-hmm. So I think we need to do a better job of somewhat disclaiming Maybe not disclaiming, but just being honest, like, hey, this is my opinion. Yeah. And I'm not an expert in this. And and just at least starting there and have some human level of discourse. But anytime there's a visceral reaction, we need to realize, oh, I'm being emotionally charged right now. And I'm going to skip over the opportunity to actually do my homework and think deeply about this issue. Man, and to take a second, I am going to address this. I feel like we need to before we... Okay. (laughs) But to take a second and realize that my words, my comments, especially as a Christian, if I don't know them, if I can't call them, then in giving them a negative remark or something that's going to tear them down or Mm -hmm. make them feel less about themselves, that is not my responsibility to Mm -hmm. do. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like if I'm not personally in their life, then I'm not going to cause change in their life. I'm just going to cause hurt. Mm -hmm. So I would just ask people to get closer to people. Mm -hmm. Like, if you want to make a difference, start making a difference in your own home. Mm -hmm. Start making a difference in your own circle. Worry about that and Mm -hmm. the humanity around you before you broaden saving the globe from all of the things that people are telling you to worry about. You're going you're gonna to laugh at me for bringing this back <laughs> up, but even in our chat with Taylor Swift, mm-hmm. we can have all these opinions and yeah. then Michael Jackson. Yeah, all of them. But I think, to be honest, like, I, we actually don't know them personally. We don't. So you, we can't just act like we actually know what their intent, their yeah. motives, and all that. No. And it's okay to have an opinion, but at least we can say, you know what? I obviously don't know them. Yeah. I don't know if this is what they're really trying to do. This is my perspective. So let's be more authentic about our own perspectives yeah. and authentic about... It's only my perspective. Yes, that's it. And I want to stay curious and gain other people's perspective on these complex issues. Humility. Humility. And let's find let's find huma- the, the, the people and the stories again. That's good. And I think with media right now they like to they like to um, just sweep over the whole thing. Yeah. Like we got we gotta remember there's people in here. Yeah, it's more complex. You know, and um, if I say it's all about Israel, then I'm then I'm like what about what about the Palestinians? Yeah, they have a story they too. Didn't ask for it, yeah. And that's really complex, especially with our Christian faith. Could most of our Christian friends, or at least some of them, at least, are definitely it's only Israel and nothing else. Yeah. Like, so are you wanting the decimation of the Palestinian people? Yeah. And then you flip the script and go, you know, it should be free Palestine. Said so to the challenge with that, are you wanting the decimation of Israel? Israel? Yeah. And so you, you, we, we need to get back down and just think more thoughtfully and deeper about yeah. this 
and, and not just rush to a conclusion because that's the pace that media runs at today. Yes. And, so. and we can change the culture and we can change timing. Mm-hmm. Like we've, we, we as humanity has changed it to be this fast. Mm-hmm. We can slow it back down mm-hmm. and, and take a stand a little bit and say, mm-hmm. no, we don't have to have an opinion right now. I need to sort it out. And yeah. I just, yeah. Even, here we go. We're, gonna, we're, we're trying to All end right. this. But I know, but it keeps going. It, it's like the LGBTQ conversation. Yeah. Um, what is portrayed is a militaristic agenda. Yes. Now, I'll be honest. This is my opinion. I believe that's true. It's there. Mm-hmm. It's evident in uh, the system of society today. You can't go anywhere without feeling like there's an agenda. Yeah. But that's not the entire story no. of LGBTQ. Yeah. I have friends that are struggling with same-sex attraction and having thoughts about transitioning. Mm-hmm. And they are wrestling with existential stuff and so they're, they don't necessarily have an agenda per se. No. They're just trying to figure out what is happening, what is going on. Why have I always felt this way? Was I born this way? They're wrestling with yeah. that. And I think sometimes that conversation, when it only is left in the agenda, militaristic, they're after our kids, which I believe there's truth there to that. I really truth. do. It's, yeah. it's, it's evident. You have children. Yeah. I have adult yeah. children yeah. now. And it's like, oh, that's a real issue. But I want to propose it's not the entire story. Because no. I'm sitting with people that are deeply struggling with this issue, and they're actually asking for a friend. They're actually asking for someone to actually walk with them. Mm-hmm. And if they end up fully transitioning or re- re-identifying, then okay. But So I, wanted, I think for people out there that think LGBTQ is only an agenda-driven that there's truth to that, but there's also another part of the story. Yeah. And and I, I what I'm trying to do is not let that perspective dictate my perspective on the issue of a very human issue. But that that goes back to walking a journey with people. Mm-hmm. And if we keep having this global mindset of I've you know focused on all these problems that I actually don't have any access to, then I miss out on the opportunities of just walking life with people. Mm-hmm. And, and saying like, hey, I'm going to walk the mile with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, I think if we would just go back to, you know, we're, we're all like, I want to be an influencer. And, you know, we have all this, like mm-hmm. our goals is to like, you know, climb the mountain and be at the top. But I'm like, that's not the way it was supposed to be. We were supposed to have this upside down world where we get underneath and support. Mm-hmm. And I think we've got to go back to that. How can we go low? How can we serve? Yeah. Mm-hmm. How can we see humanity? Yeah. So. Well, we just had Nate Edwardson here recently, uh-huh. and he, he says something to us uh, in the in studio. He said, Jesus was willing to walk in the wrong direction with people. Yeah. It w- and when he Ooh. said that, it just so resonated. Yeah. And he said, the question is, are we willing to walk in the wrong direction with people? Mm. And so I think, obviously, that's something for us to reflect on. Yeah. And we should go. On I think we. Sh- I think that yeah, that might be a fun to unpack more yes. in the future. Yeah, there's a lot of great. That's a great conversation. That's a great conversation. And so, so for anybody that's listening today, mm-hmm. if you are wrestling and struggling with what we talked about, my challenge to you is this: at least be willing to think more thoughtfully, mm-hmm. more deeper, and to actually think more multidimensionally. Yeah. And not not feel the need to only think one dimensionally or rush to an opinion because everyone else is. Yeah, we actually good. need people to think deeper and think more overarching. Like what's happening here? Yeah. 
And so that that will be my challenge to people is, cool. to, is to think more deeper, deeper, yeah. deeper, deeper. That's a great way to end that. Yeah. Thought, more yeah. thoughtful. Okay. That was well, good. I liked this. That, that was a fun yeah. talk. Yeah, it was a good talk. It was a good talk. And uh, I think we'll have some more thoughts on this later. Okay. Um, but thanks for joining us today yeah. for those that are watching and listening. And again, please uh, leave your comments. Right. Uh, they are at minimum entertaining they for us. They are entertaining. I'm and loving them. It's, it's been fun. And so leave your comments and uh, leave a review of some type. Yeah. And please tell your friends about this podcast, The Space Between Words. Good. All right. Have a great day. Have a great day.